This is Tips from the Top for episode 912 for early, early-ish August 2022. Hey, hello, and welcome, I'm back. It is, well, I'm in scramble mode. Um, And that is because I am planning to do the, or I'm preparing the Eastern European Photo Road Trip Scouting Tour. Try that for an acronym. Anyway, so I'll 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 leave in a few days um, to southern Germany to meet Andres, who early listeners of Tips from the Top might remember. He's the guy who made the logo and some other uh, artwork. Um, and he's in Germany, so I'll uh, I'll spend a couple of days with him and his family, and then I will take off straight over to Prague and uh, do some photo exploration there, and then go to Budapest and uh, do some photo exploration there, and I will uh, report back from there. I'm gonna do some vlogging. Yes, I'm. <laughs> I think I'm too old to be a vlogger, but hey, let's try this thing. So um, I've started a few videos already. I've posted them on YouTube. You can go to tfttf.com slash scout. tfttf.com slash scout. Um, so on this episode, I want to talk about four things. Um, SD recovery, um, that's like data rescue. Exoplanets, as a photography relation there, Um the locksmith's paradox, um, a, a big photo connection there, and uh, the stock problem. So let's kick this off with the SD recovery thing. This came across my timeline on Twitter just a few weeks ago. And I found this, you know, I love looks behind the scenes. And uh, this is a look behind the scene. This is a short video um, of someone rescuing images from an SD card. So you have a camera, you have an SD card, your memory card, uh, I don't know, breaks for some reason. You can't read from it anymore. And uh, you, you've you been, I don't know, you've just taken pictures of, uh, of the aliens uh, landing on Earth and uh, it's the most important pictures you've ever taken and they are gone. So what do you do? C- card is broken, camera can't read it, your computer can't read it. it everything is in bad shape. So... Um, if you just accidentally formatted the card, there is there's ways to fix that with software. Uh, if you have a corrupted file system because you, I don't know, pulled the card out of the camera while it was still writing to it, tip the two-second rule. Um, try to use that one before you pull the card out. Wait two seconds. Um, that can often be fixed with software, but then you have you have hardware defects. The, an SD card is is hardware and there is always the possibility of something breaking, even if it's exceedingly rare. But um, in that case, it looks like the card has a broken controller. That's the the thing that uh, on your memory card that sits between the camera and the actual flash memory or between your card reader and the actual flash memory. Something to access the flash memory in a structured way. So this video shows how they access the memory directly, like directly uh, the memory chips directly. And it's just it's just fun to see how they like they start off with lasering off the outside of the chip, and that exposes the traces. And then they have this contra- contraption with looks like spider legs or something. They tap directly into the context of the memory chips, and then some software 
that then that then pretty much plays the role of the controller and that reads the, the the bits from the memory and then there's another piece of software that decodes the files and and now I do have a better idea of what why some of the data recovery in some cases can be really expensive so there we go data recovery I never knew that's how they did it next topic um and you know I'm a space nerd, so this is right down my alley. And 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 a space nerd, and especially a space telescope nerd like James Webb, I'm all over that. Um, and that's not just because because of space, but because of photography. There's amazing cameras in there, and uh, yeah, they are called telescopes. But in the end, there is a digital sensor that captures that data. So. Uh, a telescope is just a camera, a digital camera with a really good lens in front of it, pretty much. Now, now uh, one of the things that James Webb does is, um, or, or what its mission is, is uh, among other things, is finding exoplanets. And, and, and exoplanets are the, the planets that ro- ro- revolve around uh, a star somewhere that is not our sun. And the methods to use those like we're talk we're talking finding a planet that circles around a star that is millions or even billions of light years away and then that planet circling might be in a habitable zone and might be a good candidate for a potential of life in the universe other than on earth so they're using like several different methods and i've i recently listened to a German podcast on that, and um, I found this really interesting. So, first of all, first method to find a planet on around another sun is very simple. It's called direct imaging. Like you can see it rotating around the sun, and I believe that has been done a few times, but the resolution is typically not enough um, to really see those planets. So you have to use indirect methods and uh, the first indirect method is they use they, they call the transit method they just look at the brightness of that sun of that star and then when it uh, when when, uh, when a planet crosses in front of it then the light gets dimmer i mean minutely dimmer just a tiny little bit dimmer but um enough that you can with uh, if if it's regular you can deduct that that is possibly a planet so that is one method um the other method is okay and this only works if the orbit of the planet goes towards us and away from us like if it's if you're looking at right straight on the edge of the orbit um if the if the orbit is so that you see the entire orbit um then it will never transit in front of the star. And that's when another method gets interesting, and that's what they call the wobble method. I love the name, the wobble method, because that star moves a bit. Like a planet orbiting around, or one body orbiting around another body, they will both move. Now, Earth around a sun, yes, the, the Earth influences the sun. The sun moves a little bit. Very small amounts, but uh, enough to be measurable. So the same is true with the planets and stars somewhere out there. So you can 
you can notice some sideways motion of that star. It can be seen wobbling just slightly, and depending on the on the on the frequency on the period of the of the planet going around it, um, that is something that you can record. And again, it it, it requires quite sensitive uh, optics, but in some cases that is how it's done. And then. Last but not least, I'm pretty sure it's not the only method, uh, the only four methods there, but the last one I found even more interesting. You know the Doppler effect, like if an ambulance drives past you and uh, and the siren goes up in volume when it uh, approaches you and goes down in, uh, not in volume, in in pitch uh, and down in pitch when it uh, goes away from you. The same happens to light. Um, And if you have a light receding away from you you get what's called redshift so it moves away if it something moves towards you you get blue shift and um if you have an orbit a planet orbiting a sun and and it's it's coming towards you and moving away from you that sun just a little bit based on the size and the weight and so on on the mass of the planet um that will slightly red or blue shift the light from that star. So you have a, a, a minute shift in spectrum because of the movement of the star based on the planet dragging it away and towards you. So they they have... James Webb has really, really good infrared, infrared spectro, spect, spectrometers on board uh, or one instrument specifically that is made to detect these kind of things. So um, we will sooner or later find a lot more exoplanets because of those abilities. Yeah, space and telescopes. It's just amazing. All right. The title of this episode, The Locksmith's Paradox. This is is one of those things when I read it, um, I immediately had the connection to photography. And uh, this is a, a... an article by Carolyn Gowen, and um, I'll link that in the show notes. And she writes about uh, Dan Arely, 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 um, who's a professor of psychology and behavioral economics at Duke University. And uh, Dan came across this paradox when attending a concert uh, where he got to chat with a guy, and uh, that guy happened to be a locksmith. And the locksmith explained to Dan that when he first started out working as an apprentice locksmith, it would take him quite a while to pick a lock and it wouldn't, would often be a, a destructive process. The, the, the clients had to pay him, but also pay for a new lock. And despite his inexperience, the clients apparently never complained about how much he charged and he, and then he normally got like a good tip. Uh, in addition to his fees, and um, but that changed because as the locksmith became a bit more experienced in his craft, and uh, he was able to not only like pick the locks quickly, um, but also do so without breaking the locks, he got a lot more complaints and a lot less tips, and it seemed that people often value the work you do based on the amount of time it takes rather than valuing like your your um your expertise and your years of experience that 
someone might bring to their job. Um, yeah. And that's an interesting concept, isn't it? I mean, apply that to your own job or to your own, to, to your photography. Um, if you, if you have 30 years of photography under your belt and it's easy for you to, to gauge a situation, gauge the light, gauge the surroundings, place your subject somewhere, get the job done with uh, a medium a halfway professional camera doesn't even have to be the top of the line um you the better you are the more the the less effort you will have to put in your job or it will feel effortless to the viewer to the outside spectator and your tools will become less important in the process too because uh, as an experienced photographer you'll shoot with almost any camera um and get good results you'll be confident doing it and you will yes you will get a decent result in a short time but your client doesn't have that experience they don't know what it took to get to that point so they only see they only see the the outside appearance they see the size of your camera if it's i don't know if you if you remember the the digital rebel by canon if it's silver or, or black um how professional that looks um they see how long your work takes how much gear you haul around how many flashes and and umbrellas and things you set up and that is apparently how clients gauge the value that you provide as a photographer so here's my question to you does that mean that you for you as a photographer um if you're really good and experienced should you when working for a client, should you pretend to take longer? Should you put on a show? Should you perform theatrics for your client? Or is that what you're doing? Or how do you deal with these with this issue? Because it is a real issue. It is, uh, it is something that, that exists. And I, I don't have a good solution. So if you, if you want to chime in, send a voicemail, write... Um, you can find ways to get to get your voice uh, on the show at tfttf.com slash hi. That's tfttf.com slash hi. All right. Last uh, little thing. This is probably a topic in itself, but I, yeah, I decided to put it in here. Um, and it has to do with the problem of well, it's a problem that we all see today in social media and it has to do with um, judging things by their first appearance. And of course, I mean, some, someone writes an article and that article has a headline, that headline gets posted and I'd say the majority of people never get over the headline. You rarely find someone uh, who really reads the entire article and, and gets their own opinion. And of course... Uh, publications use that to their advantage because the more outrageous a headline, the more likely it is to get clicks. And clicks are the thing that is being uh, that's being optimized for. It, that's what counts because uh, the publications will get money from advertisers based on how often their articles are clicked and so on. So it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a wrong incentive system, but it, this is the way it exists today. And uh, so far, I was mostly, um, I was most, well, by the way, that goes 
that 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 even extends into the people writing the articles are not the same people who make the headlines. Those headlines are depending on the publication, but more often than not are written by people who are measured uh, on the amount of clicks that an article gets. So it, sometimes you end up with like the the picture, uh, the, the, the headline showing exactly the opposite of what the article actually says. So anyway, um, that was a problem or that is a problem um, that, yeah, don't, don't judge a book by its cover is even more important now. But that I've seen lately extend even more into the photography that goes with an article. That's what I call the stock problem because often what you see and especially the the posts that well the articles get a rep represented on social media by uh, some meta information so when you write an article on wikipedia or, or any other content management system you not only have the article and the headline and uh, an image that goes with it you also have the the social media description sometimes based on the platform so you might be writing another description for twitter than you write for facebook uh, you have social media photos and again th those can be multiple photos that will automatically be pulled and displayed by twitter facebook and so on when uh, someone posts a link to the article so there's this meta information in there and sometimes those photos even are not the same photos that are in the article i've how often have you followed a link because it has an interesting photo or one of those clickbaity photos with like a red circle on it and an arrow or something and you click on that and then the entire article does not even have that photo in it that's why so that 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 leads to and and that is part of the clickbait strategy so that leads to issues that leads to uh, issues because this the presence of that article on social media is contradictory sometimes to the actual article and the actual imagery there it's just designed to make you click so um yeah that's i find that a bit disconcerting how does that what does that do to us and to our our discourse so yeah oh by the way those headlines are not just written by people some are even written by ais and there is a b testing to figure out which of the uh two three candidates for headlines are the ones that get the most clicks and then the yeah it's it's an interesting thing, and the imagery plays an important role, probably in a more important role than the headline itself. So, yeah, anyway. Anyway, that was it for this episode of Tips on the Top Floor. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being subscribed. You can, of course, leave feedback for the show at tfttf.com slash hi, tfttf.com slash hi. And that includes writing, recording a voicemail, or attaching a file for me, tfttf.com slash hi. And the following listeners have done exactly that. Well, first of all, Mike has sent us this. Hey, Chris, Mike here from Indiana. So glad to hear your voice after so long being away. 
I completely understand why you took a leave of absence, and I'm happy, again, like I said, to see you back. I'm sure many others are as well. As for the topics you're going to talk about in the future, I think that's awesome. I have too love photography and space and AI and all things technology, so photography definitely has shifted into a more technology-focused uh, thing compared to just plain old film. So happy to see it. Looking forward to everything you're talking about. And maybe someday I'll be able to see you on a photo tour, hopefully in the U.S., so I don't have to travel so far. But I always love coming overseas. Been to uh, Germany and Austria before and had a great time there. So someday I'll raise a beer and say cheers in person. Talk soon. Bye. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for your feedback. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm really glad that people notice, notice that I'm back. That's still my biggest fear. Um, and then Larry wrote in, um, and he wrote, In your discussion with John Miller, you both note that a, photo that a photograph cannot capture the sense of a place. That is nothing to despair about or a limitation of technology. It is something to cherish. Consider the following three points. First... If a picture could capture the sense of a place, we would never have to get out of bed in the morning, but could just look at a pile of pictures. Instead, we are motivated to get out into the world and experience each day. Second, when we make a picture, we are making something completely new using some of the raw materials that nature provides. That is the nature of art, creating rather than copying. I have landscapes taken at locations visited by thousands of people here, Those people would be surprised to see what I have been able to see and capture in a scene that they simply walk past. And third, painters have dealt with the problem of capturing the sense of a place longer than photographers and many have succeeded. A favorite of mine is the luncheon of the board lunch oh sorry luncheon of the boating party by renoir the luncheon of the boating party by renoir the picture captures the sense of time and place and atmosphere better than any photograph could thanks for the podcast larry thank you so much for your input yep that makes perfect sense to me and uh i hope it makes as much sense to everyone else who's listening and uh, yeah that was it for the feedback thank you so much and if you want to leave your own feedback go to tfttf.com slash hi you can of course follow tips from the top floor on twitter at tfttf photo and if you can please support the show at patreon your continued support makes a huge difference that is tfttf.com slash patreon tfttf.com slash patreon All right, coming to the end of the show, go out and take amazing photos. Be extra nice to each other. And of course, happy shooting.